0: Garfield, she probably but
1: hates Mondays though. No, she, she probably like does hate Mondays. Although, can you talk she about hates um, the weekend because then it ruins her. Oh, you opened it in my face, so I had to. <laughs> the like first burst of like PBR oh, like no. vapor the, the went directly up my nose.
0: That's not ideal.
1: <laughs> Which like I'll slam a pubber from time to time, but that wasn't my favorite sensory experience I've ever had. <laughs> no,
0: I can I can imagine not.
1: Uh, Aaron just had to crack open a call. The cold
0: one with his boys, uh-huh, which right are then. us, the boys. The I'm boys? Kai. My Welcome. pronouns are they, them, theirs. Welcome I mean, to our podcast.
1: Amanda, I my pronouns are she, her, hers. Welcome it's, to our it's podcast. If it's gay, we play. It's called If It's Gay, We Play.
0: Um... Which is a reference to uh, queerness and playing video games.
1: <laughs> oh my god, thank you. We've gone uh, like 30 episodes 31. Explaining this is our
0: explaining the
1: name of the podcast. So thank god we finally got there.
0: Yeah, it's I thought somebody had to eventually. You know, I'm somebody, glad it was me.
1: People are, are listening public.
0: They call me Kai the Joke Killer Monahan. For
1: like many months, for 31 episodes, has been like, god, this podcast is great, but I wonder what the name could possibly be in reference to. Yeah. <laughs> So, worry not, everybody. That one's been sorted.
0: Uh, Take
1: that one that to the bank. That was our
0: producer, Aaron, who opened up the uh, PBR. Yeah, who opened up a PBR. His his, in my are face. He and his. Welcome. Hello. Do you have any call outs from last week, Hannah?
1: I listened. Well, it's t- two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We did t- an episode we, this and last week. And I didn't because post anything, and I
0: don't think anyone else did either. Nope. Sorry, we've been gone. We've been dead. We died. We died. Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween. Spooky. Uh, no, we had to cook for Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. plan a Thanksgiving and it was a whole thing, so we didn't record an episode. And
0: I'm it. just too stressed, gosh darn it.
1: Yeah, guys, kind of stressed all the time. Um Uh but yeah, two weeks I listened to the episode, but I don't remember if there were any call so there can't can't have been.
0: I <laughs> don't I don't think I had any either. Just <laughs> uh, wanted to check in.
1: Yeah. Um, so Hannah, that's Kai. Like, I'm so tired. That's well, part of why I'm so cold. I'm so fucking tired.
0: What do you? How much did you sleep last night? Is a better Not question. Not enough. I see. Um, what are you playing?
1: Um, I'm playing several things. It's an exciting time for nostalgic video games. Mm. And by nostalgic, I mean I haven't missed a Pokemon game in several generations. Yeah, I don't know why that's a part of your whole life. Yeah, I still, I play Pokemon consistently. I've I've played every Pokemon game. Like, I skipped a few generations. I played every Pokemon game up through Emerald, and then I skipped a couple generations, and then I picked it back up with X and Y. I never played, played X and Y. I've played every Pokemon game that's come out since X and Y, um... And uh, but it's still f- it's like every time I play it, it still feels nostalgic, even though it's a new Pokemon game, partially because Pokemon games have are all exactly the same. I hear this one uh,
0: bring some changes. This little new one.
1: Uh, well, I was going to say exactly the same with very little like deviation. Mm. Um, this one still has br- structurally relatively little deviation. Um, and it's just a, a Pokemon Yellow remaster with some trips, tricks and twists um, so yeah, so I'm playing Pokemon Let's Go. I bought Evie because Pikachu sucks. Don't at me. Actually at me, whatever. I think that's a pretty commonly accepted opinion though that Pikachu sucks ass.
0: I think Detective Pikachu Pikachu's is so cute. cute.
1: Okay, hey, detective. All right, I have no opinion on Detective Pikachu. Pikachu's he's cute, cute, and that's its only redeeming quality. It's not a good Pokemon.
0: I like the personality of Pikachu in Pokemon Channel. I think my favorite sure. thing about him is that he always wants to watch television, and I really <laughs> identify with that.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: um, I like him. I'm a fan.
1: I just, he's not, like, stats-wise, he's not a good Pokemon. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Are we getting into the statistics of Pokemon, or are we talking about the delightful nature of these beautiful no, he's creatures? Cute.
1: They're cute, because there's many Pikachus. There's not just one Pikachu. Are we going to
0: talk Eevees and Ivies and...
1: What? Why are you doing this character doesn't
0: <laughs> know what Pokemon is? No, I, I do... <laughs> Why are you accusing my character, who clearly knows more about Pokemon than you, about not knowing what Pokemon is? The breeding, and the Eevees, and the Ivies, and the Pokerus, and the getting the virus to get the Pokemon stats up higher, those base stats? Are you not on my level right now? What's going on?
1: Aaron's looking at me, and I can't tell if it's in sympathy <laughs> to me not knowing you're talking about, or... Shame that I don't know what Kai is talking about. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Thank you. Virus? I don't know what, what the fuck everyone is talking, I mean, what talking about. Are Kai's talking about
2: Pokemon? Yeah. What the fuck are you I have talking no about?
0: idea what you're you talking all, about. There was that whole thing in Pokemon where you could like give them Pokerus, and if you gave, and if you purposefully gave them Pokerus, which is like a, a thing that can happen in the game, is your Pokemon can get sick and they get like Pokerus. Um, you can you can like breed them and like raise their stats, which are called Eevees and Ivies, Which
2: are, I I thought Eevee was the fire type Pokemon.
1: N- no, no, that <laughs> no. what you just <laughs> no, said that is was so incorrect. <laughs> no no no
2: sorry. Is it Eevee? Uh, the little the little well, oh, that's, what, is that volt that I'm thinking of? You're thinking of volt picks. Yeah, you're thinking of volt um, oh, picks. No, but... Eevee, Eevee is Eevee a normal, is normal, yeah, normal Eevee, type.
1: No, yeah, Eevee. Eevee. Not a normal. fire type. Yeah, Eevee's um, a normal type, homie. You can evolve into I'm a fire type. I'm explaining this
0: badly, but there was yeah. a whole thing that you could do in Pokemon, which is, like, game this, uh, the base stats yeah. of your Pokemon. Yeah, if you
1: were a big nerd wad with no life at all. Uh, like Kai. Um, yeah, I... Enjoy the games, but I am not a big nerdwad. So I had no idea. Even though I've played every game since, played most of the games, I had no fucking clue what you were talking about just then.
0: You ever catch missing missing? No,
1: no, because uh. I didn't care. Uh, but you went to Pokemon competitions because you're a nerd lord.
0: Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, did you win? No, no, I lost very soundly in the first round multiple times um, because people had their had their dads yelling at them from from. The answer, the, the, the battle, the battle tactics. And, <laughs> and, and my and, sentence is going so poorly <laughs>
1: for you. The answers. The answers
0: to the test. <laughs> to the Pokemon The Pokemon, test. Pokemon, <laughs> test Pokemon the competitions are just
1: uh, quizzes on I would have gotten magics. a great
0: job. Yeah, I would, I would have, have done a great, great job. But, but my mom didn't know anything about Pokemon, so she couldn't tell me how to do the battles. Good. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway. Anyway. So I'm, I'm sorry
0: po- about the deviation.
1: I'm playing Pokemon. The oh, Jesus Christ! Well, I'm playing Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. I did name my Eevee Jesus, which, which is I think funny. Is pretty good. I think it's funny. It's like Jesus. It's like Yeezus. No, I
0: got it. It's, it's like Jesus. Yeah. My so. Wii's
1: name is Weezus. So that, there's. The are, theme. Is there? <laughs> Mike, that was my stepbrother's idea though. When we got the Wii for Christmas, we mm. got a Wii for Christmas one year, and we didn't. Neither of us asked for it. We just got a Wii for Christmas. That's never happened to me before, and will never happen again. That just suddenly we had a Wii, <laughs> and.
2: Put it on your head? The wee? Yeah.
1: No? What are you talking about? What?
2: Got a wee on my
0: head, but don't call on me a, a wee, wee head. head. <laughs> that's the wee head.
1: That was a real stretch of a joke. A deep,
0: a deep, That a deep one. Stretch. That was a deep
1: cut to like several things. Are you chewing gum while you're drinking that PBR? No, I just swallowed the gum with it. Oh, Great. no, I hate. That's, this, oh, that's the, coolest, the segment of the show called Aaron's Beverage Mistakes. <laughs> Where Aaron drinks beverages that are a mistake. <laughs> I, keep <doing> <laughs> I know. I know you are. I know you're going to do it forever.
2: I'm also going to do it on purpose now. I, yeah, I know I you are. I can't wait to show up every week with a new <laughs> horrifying yeah, beverage. Yeah, new beverage
1: mistake. I see
2: how long I can go. I bet I can pull off a year from now That you've a new terrifying oh, beverage. No, I'm sure you can. A new bad
0: thing
1: to There's put in, no in doubt. every week. There's an yeah. infinite
0: combination of bad things.
2: From now. I believe you.
1: free. I believe you. Now the challenge, about the, games, the gauntlet is Games been, that been, you're Hannah,
0: the, ga- the game, uh, the games. The other Hannah. game I'm
1: playing is the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, which Ooh, is the Spyro Master. Hey. Um, and they're both both games are very very good and just wholesome and whimsical. Um, Pokemon Let's Go is very very fun. I have more to say about that from like a mechanical from like a Pokemon standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it's, the thing that they did change the most is the, uh, uh, like you don't, so you don't have. catching system? Yeah. The catching system and you don't have random encounters. And I think it's actually a big improvement because now you don't have to waste, like, all your HP and what have you on random Pokemon encounters. I hear Mount Moon's
0: a lot easier.
1: Mount Moon is so easy, actually, because there's not, you don't run into a Zubat every five feet. You choose to run into Zubats because you can see them flying around. Which is fun, and also, if you do run into a Zubat, you don't have to fight it. You can just throw a Pokeball at it or run away, which is really neat because it it obviously means you use more Pokeballs, but it also means that, like, you still get XP from catching a Pokemon. And but that it goes means, to
0: all the members of your party. Yeah, it goes
1: to all the members of your party, which is something that I think they did in... That's something that they've been sort of instituting oh, okay. over the past couple games, huh. um, that, like, everybody gets experience from a battle, um, which is... But, like, the per, the... the uh, Pokemon or Pokemon's who fought in the battle get more experience, mm-hmm. but everybody gets experience just for sort of being. Now, can you present. choose
0: to battle the Zubat?
1: No, you just. Oh, you just you can't. C- wild Pokemon, you cannot. So you fight. can
0: only battle trainers.
1: Yeah, you battle trainers and you just catch wild Pokemon.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and there's it's like Pokemon Go where you use berries to like make it easier, or whatever, and then you just throw Pokeballs at people. Mm. And I haven't done this yet because uh, it won't load. But I have, you can click you can connect your Pokemon Go account so you can get all sorts of Pokemon that don't exist in the Kanto region. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a person who's been really become accustomed to having more than 150 Pokemon, uh, I think that'll really be the way to go for me. Um, I love just a big wide world of, of Pokemons. Um, but you Regular Ash Catch'em. Just, I'm just a regular Ash Catch'em over here. Uh, but you can, it's funny, because it's the original 151, but you can, uh, there are, you can get Alolan variants mm-hmm. of those. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, like I have an, I traded somebody for an Alolan Rattata, which is cool, because most of the Alolan variants are cooler than the OG, like. How uh, much
0: better is your Rotata than other Rotata? would you say?
1: It's in the top percentage of Rotata? I forget, you. I forget the that's, whole wording of the joke. That's but pretty I'm, much all I yeah. wanted. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to meet this shorts guy uh, in this one. Oh, me too. The shorts will be comfy and easy to mm, wear. Mm. Um, And in full remaster. Um, Aaron's now looking at me like he doesn't. I don't know, you know if Aaron's played, played a Pokemon? Pokemon game. That's okay if you haven't. Yeah, I'm just right. surprised. Shorts guy? Yeah.
2: How like, they all wear shorts?
1: No, 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 no this you one would know, guy. You would know yeah. what I was talking about if you'd ever played if Pokemon. If you'd ever, ever played guy, Pokemon,
0: you would get it. He's
1: a trainer encounter, and you meet him in somewhere uh and he's a bug
0: a bug boy he's
1: a bug yeah he's and he says he says i like shorts because they're comfy and easy to wear and then you battle them battle that's great it's it's and it's very pure the best um intro to a battle in any of the games so and there's, there's some good ones
2: okay so this is a remaster of the very first Pokemon.
1: basically it's not it's, it's not it's, the
0: yellow was technically the the, the second pokemon
1: well, there was, w- there was red and blue, and then there was yellow. Yeah, that's and what I mean. Did...
2: Yeah. So it was made from the rib of the first Pokemon? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yes, it was. It was. it was made the from the rib Pokemon. of the first Pokemon. Uh, it was literally the same game, except you could have a Pikachu follow you around. Cool. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, with, with yellow.
0: With yellow, yeah. yeah. I don't mean this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, and on this one, you have a Pikachu or an Eevee, and the Eevee rides on your hat. It's really great. Um, And you can have matching hats. And it's very, very cute. And c- as Kai said, it's very dear. Yes. Um, This guy is just a wholesome lad. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's fun. Um... So, that's the Spyro. Bi- that's the biggest difference, and I enjoy it. I'm enjoying Pokemon Let's Go. Oh, all p- again, all Pokemon games are basically the same, and I enjoy them every time. Uh, playing the Spyro remaster. I am so, it's so cold. Do you, you have another blanket? Maybe. I'm wearing pants with holes in them, which is not Why a good choice. Why are you doing that? Because I got dressed for the show, because I'm not going to have time to get dressed for the show after we I'm record. Hannah's seeing
0: Echo and all of his bunny men tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing Echo and his many, many bunny men.
0: So, Spyro.
1: Spyro. <laughs> Spyro's great. Uh, I just beat the first one today. That game, I know it's technically like a children's game, but that game is only like, like there's it's a, lot a of, short game. It's a really short game. I I didn't do all of it because I didn't care. Um, and it was just like I don't have the patience for as much tedious bullshit in video games as I did. Yeah, we when talked I was a about child. that. Um, so I didn't like do all the like like if there was a really finicky thing that required me to like run on a speed boost and then like time it just right, and turn and turn and turn. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not going to do it. Um, but I beat the game in, like, maybe six, five, six hours. Yeah, it was a very short game. Very short game. Uh, I'm about to play Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage, which I am very excited to replay, as that was one of my favorite games in childhood. It was mm-hmm. the first game that I could never remember, like, besides Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, getting, like, really, really, really into. Like, it was one of the first games I ever played, because I when I, ha- I first got a PlayStation 1, before I even had a memory card, I think I've mm-hmm. talked about this. I had Crash Team Racing, mm-hmm. and that was the game that I played the shit out of. Love that but game. But before I got a memory card, and I only, for some reason, I only had it at my grandma's house for a while, and I didn't have a memory card, so I would just have to replay the beginning of Crash Team Racing. So over you and over know and over the over beginning again. real well. So I know it so well. I, that's what I really want in, from the Crash universe. Is it a remaster? remaster. Me too.
0: I want that team desperately so
1: badly like, because that game ruled. Um,
0: Better than Mario Kart in my book.
1: Better than Mario Kart. I agree. Uh, But there was a demo for Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage on uh, Crash Team Racing. Mm -mm. So I've I've also played the first, like, three levels of Ripto's Rage over and over and over and over again. Um, So I'm very excited to experience that. Uh, It's very satisfying. It feels the same. Also, something that I didn't, like... Remember from childhood and also is improved by the remaster, Spyro is so gosh darn cute.
0: He's very he's He always very attractive. Has a, uh, He's a very attractive well, dragon. Well, that's
1: not what I was talking <laughs> about. I just meant he's a like adorable and dear. Like he he always has a pleasant little smile on his face and he's really enthusiastic and like go getter. I was going to say, he reminds me a little of you. You are a little bit Spyro. Oh, well, thank you. He's got a little mohawk and yeah. he always has a pleasant little smile, smile on his face and he has a really positive attitude and he's always like He's just he's just a a, a a friendly lad. He's just a, a wholesome dude and I really he's enjoy a very wholesome I enjoy dude. hanging out with my good friend Spyro once again. Uh, I him. She doesn't him. hang
0: out with me anymore now I that she's starting out. With her good all spyro. These years,
1: it's been like well, there hasn't been a spyro game here for twenty five years. Um, but I've missed Spyro in the intervening like, I don't know, whatever, fifteen years since I've hung out with him.
0: Yeah, how old are you? Thirty
1: six? Yes, a hundred.
0: Oh. That's
1: um, so I wish I was 36 um I'm almost 26. hey it's wild but yeah in the like 15 16 years since I've hung out with my good friend Spyro um I've really missed him and I'm, I'm very glad to have him back it's a very it's good uh the first one I never played as much when I was a kid but and I the second one I'm very excited about uh the crash Bandicoot remaster was just okay it turns out the crash Bandicoot games actually weren't that great um but the Spyro games turns out actually did shred super hard on our really good games
0: they were great in the day crash bandicoot was because that was that was a very good game like back when games were like that
1: right but what i'm saying is replaying as an adult no i'm saying this isn't actually a good game i just felt like a good game at the time um kai what are you playing
0: i'm um i'm still playing vampire the masquerade bloodlines which is a part of our main segment this week so i'm not gonna get too much into it
1: great um what's the gayest thing you've done this week
0: um I think the gayest thing I've done this week I was just thinking about that um as you were talking uh because you know I, I don't ever really listen to you on yeah, this podcast yeah, I just kind of have my next, not really either my next I'd hard disagree it, it's a it's a it's a self-referential oh, I'm sorry joke. I just
1: made that snorking sound in the mic <laughs> and
0: that's why I don't listen um I think the gayest thing that I've done this week gosh I don't know. Last 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 night, I just really was having some strong some strong feelings of of love for one of my close friends. So I just sent her a nice a nice little text telling her that I love her a lot, and she's really changed my life, and I really appreciate her. And I think that um loving your friends is gay culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That being like that sort of like wholesome. I need to send you a text. Love is gay culture. I
0: also think my um my new 2004 goth hacker haircut is. <laughs> very
1: it's very which is the, by, the colors of the bisexual flag the
0: colors of the bisexual like, flag like
1: inarguably the colors of the bisexual flag yes like i it wouldn't is, argue it is bisexual purple and bisexual pink
0: yes and it is goth hacker shaped. and it was
1: done by a bisexual
0: a goth one
1: a local goth bisexual of note wendy wendy who may be a guest on this podcast later because we're going to a concert previously been a guest on
0: this podcast. And I'm not going. We, s-
1: we started uh, much later than we intended to, and um, so Wendy so might arrive we while uh, we're What's recording. the gayest
0: thing you've done this week?
1: You, can't, you just seemed like in a real rush to get through with my segment. It just it was just a real that just seemed seemed to what a broke. segment
0: was you talking about? Wendy, a new segment? That I don't I didn't know, know. You about? just kind
1: of cut me off to ask me about my gay stuff. That was my Wendy <laughs> That's where Sorry, talk about Wendy. Oh. No.
0: I, I didn't realize it was a new a new segment. Also, I was like,
1: everybody to know that Aaron's wearing a poncho, and it's really good. It's Thank a you. it's a knit poncho, Aww. and as the mighty Boosh once said, it's impossible to be unhappy in a poncho.
2: I found that to be true so far. Today. I I've would been, like a poncho. I've been very leveled out and very. I've been having a good time. Great. Low anxiety.
1: Great. I love that. Yeah. It looks warm. Like Is a, it warm? It's so warm. I need one of those.
2: Your it keeps your body heat all in. Like it doesn't even have to. I was outside in 28 degree weather and it was enough to get me from like the inside of the house to the car and I didn't have to throw on a coat. Incredible. It was great. I need wow. a poncho. I need a knit poncho. Um $30. Incredible. That's Don't pay more than that. It's very reasonable. <laughs> look, at, look at this. I
1: to touch it. Ooh, it is. It's just it's like really a nice, nice knit blanket really that you nice. wear. Oh wow. Yeah, I would I that's would surprising. buy that for $30. Send me yeah. that link. Um, gayest thing I've done this week since you asked. It is. Uh, I don't know. I never think about it ahead of time. Unless I have something really specific. I mean, hosting a, f- a Friendsgiving, a vegan Friendsgiving, is, is pretty gay. Except my parents were also there, which I don't know if that's gay or not. It's
0: kind of gay, I guess.
1: Uh, making your parents come to your house for Thanksgiving because you refuse to go to their house for Thanksgiving because it's so stressful is kind of gay. Yeah. Um, and I hung out on what was maybe a date yesterday. Time will tell. Um, that was pretty gay. Uh, e- we got brunch. So even if it wasn't a date, it was still gay and yeah, it was two gay. gay people hanging out. So it was still gay. Uh, and then we, it ended up being like a two hour brunch cause we just like stayed at the brunch restaurant chatting, which is gay. Um, extended brunches are gay.
0: Yeah, most definitely. All
1: brunches are gay, but extended brunches I think are gay. Very extra gay. gay. Yes. Um, I think those are the things that I can think of. that I've done. Well, let me know
0: if something else comes up. Great. I will. Do you have a hot track this week?
1: I actually do. Um, I've been since yesterday. I've discovered Tash Sultana, who is a non-binary uh, recording artist. Who is a person I would have no interest in seeking out whatsoever if they weren't queer and non-binary because their uh, sort of whole vibe is a little wookie for me.
0: Chewbacca, um, ask. You yeah, would
1: call it. yeah, little well, Chewbacca, ask, and it's wookie. Uh, but they, I looked at their, looked up their NPR tiny or I was told to look up their NPR Tiny Desk concert and I was not prepared to be super impressed but I was super impressed. Uh, they do all their stuff through recor- like um, um, loops mm. uh, like loop pedals and s- what have you and they play like a bunch of different instruments. They're an amazing guitarist. Cool. Um, and they do everything themselves. They have no band. They just loop everything and it's it's very impressive and their voice is very lovely and their eyes are very lovely. And they're very attractive. Do you have a crush? On Tash Sultana, a little bit. I mean, look at a picture of them right now. Go look up a picture of Tash Sultana. They have a beautiful face and beautiful eyes. I do, they do sort of have the look of a person who if I met them at a party, I would hate them. Look at a picture like of them. I feel like I've seen this
0: person before.
1: In Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just know a lot of people who are look like this, this type of queer person. Maybe. Because they're from Australia. I see. But they're so cute.
0: I, just, I feel like, yeah, I guess we have seen a lot of that type of person in Colorado.
1: They're very cute, but they I feel the like... They have the same th-
0: face as a local Denver photographer.
1: Yeah, they look like that. Yes. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I know, they, know. Look, they look like them. Yeah. Or they look like her. Um, but yeah, they're the type of person I feel like if I met them at a party, they would be somewhat insufferable. Um, but they're a very talented musician. And uh, I might go see them tomorrow night. So that's my hot track. Look up there. Tash Sultana's NPR Tiny Desk Concert. Watch it. It's very, It's like 20 minutes long. It's very good.
0: I also have a hot track this week. Oh, great. Um, Kai, tell me. I would like to say that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Ministry, um, <laughs> but uh, they're goth. And uh, <laughs> if you're not able to play Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, Ministry wrote a song <laughs> specifically for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is entitled Bloodlines. And it's about five minutes long, and it's available on Spotify. And it's um, it's very good. So if you want to get the experience that I've been sort getting of over the past Vampire of the weeks, Masquerade
1: Bloodlines um, experience, you
0: can just listen to that song on loop for maybe like about an hour or two hours every night, and then you'll be living Cat's the life that I've been... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried to warn you, but like, as it was happening. It was. Yeah. It was
0: worse with the warning. Actually, the warning <laughs> made it scarier because I didn't know what you were, where she was going to jump when you warned me. Because if she had just done it, I would have been like, "Oh."
1: It's story. It's story. No, it still would have spooked you. you no, it definitely would have spooked you. That, that same sound on the last episode. Well, I'm glad that, that there's some it. recording
0: of my surprise noises because you were saying that you wanted to make some sort of um, soundboard, soundboard of the
1: noises you make when you're sort of like mildly spooked.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's usually like. A, uh, Like, we uh, uh, had to fix, get a broken pipe fixed in our house. Our house is 100 years old. And then since then, for no discernible reason, the water pressure in our upstairs sink has been very, a lot. It's been too much. Too high. Um, It's like a fire hose. Yeah, you have to, like, be real, real, uh, sort of discerning about how you turn on the faucet. Um, because if you turn it on slightly too much, it will like shoot out of the basin and spray you. Mm-hmm. And every time it happens to Kai, which has been many times now because they still haven't figured this out, they go uh, every time. Yeah. it hits their bare tongue. It's as though they're offended.
0: I, I'm very offended. I don't think that water should be touching me in this way.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Thank you. Um, Aaron, you looked like you had something to say. I have a hot track. Aaron's got a hot track. <laughs> I have a hot track. Aaron's hot track.
2: Hi, um, my hot track uh, is Thinning by the band Snail Mail, um, which is a fun, just... I'm
1: doing ASMR sounds in the background. Those are not I ASMR
2: sounds. people there. I can't do another ASMR. Every time I speak, I start doing ASMR stuff. So uh, Thinning by Snail Mail. It's a pretty cut-and-dry indie punk-influenced song, very... 90s guitar rock feel, but it's it's got really good lyrics and a good melody, and uh, I don't know, it's uh, by a young 19 year old gal and punk rock, so
0: check it out. Love that. Thank you, Aaron, for your hot track this week. Um, are we ready to bring this it to been to all our...
2: considered. <laughs> I say, like, um, I'm
1: Terry
0: Gross. I'm Terry Gross. Are we ready for to bring it to considered. our main segment?
1: Um, I feel like I, this isn't. This doesn't belong in a segment. I just want everybody to know that I saved a snake oh, okay. today. Well, thank Yay. you. I biked to, oh, and we have several things. To, we have to talk about how Aaron went to Flavortown <laughs> a little bit.
0: I was, thinking, I was thinking we could save that for more of the wrap-up.
1: Yeah, Flavor? sure. The fla- You went to Flavortown twice. Oh! Yeah, we'll why? save that for later. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget, because uh, okay. I was going to tell a story <laughs> on the last episode that I was like, ooh, I have a story to tell, and then I didn't tell it on the episode about the guy we got kicked out of the coffee shop.
0: right 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 yeah yeah
1: uh but yeah i saved a snake today i um what in the world oh it was just very loud text uh i was biking i biked to the doctor i had to get a biopsy of my titty i had a weird mole I'm a titty. has
0: yeah, had it for years.
1: Uh, but for years it was a freckle for years, and then it started turning. It like expanded and, and changed and grew, and so I was like, I gotta get this cut out of me. This is
0: a reminder to l- make sure everyone yeah. check your skin regularly and get your, your moles checked. If pay they, attention to them.
1: If they grow and change, have a doctor check it out. Yeah. Um,
2: I've had. I am a previver of melanoma. Yeah.
1: Aaron has had mild melanoma and had to get a big chunk of his leg taken out. So pay attention to your skin. Uh, and so I was proactive, and I went to the doctor, and I had a biopsy. I got some titty stitches, and then today I had to go get my titty stitches taken out. Your face looks concerned. Is well, your my titty okay? no,
0: no my uh, my pec hurts.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: I got I got a massage.
1: I see. So, yeah, I was. It's, it's not. It's not a. It's not a mole. Uh, I was biking back from the doctor after getting my titty. And let me tell you something, folks. You know it doesn't feel good, getting stitches ripped out basically from your nipple. I mean, not ripped out like. I imagine delicately they Delicately cut out, yeah. but they did have to like yank on it because the scab started to go over the stitches. I guess trigger warning for gross body talk. But the scab started to go over the stitches a little bit, so they had I'm to. Sure, kinda, everyone like, wants dig to know around, this part
0: of the story about the snake um, rescue.
1: To get them out and cut them. Uh, so anyway, I was biking back from that experience, and uh, on the Cherry Creek Trail, and there I ran over, almost ran over what I thought was a stick, and realized in time was a snake and so I veered out of the way and did not step on Sneck. and uh, then I went and I thought he was dead but he wasn't and I poked at him and he was so little he was just a little guy he a very I small I picked boy. him up and I, when I picked him up he kind of like curled into himself he was spooked but I moved him up off of the path onto a little, a little wall a little retaining wall so that he didn't get runned over because he was trying to sun but I almost squished him uh, he's very cute. I have some pictures of him on my phone. Um So come over to our house. So and come look over to my house time. and look at the pictures of the snake that I met. I love I love him. He was adorable. I loved him. I love him too. And he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope I'm he sure stayed he's stayed off fine. the path. Because it was a, probably a spooky experience. I bet him. it was. Almost getting run over by a bicycle. Um, let's talk about our main segment. So
0: this week um is the week of the vampire. The uh, vampire The vampire, the vampire. Um
1: I said I was gonna re- do research. I didn't.
0: That's normal. So I have. <laughs> I, know. I have. Uh, I have some some history. Some. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us all up to speed. Listen, And tweet, then we're gonna talk about the um. Then we're gonna talk about the vampire. So apparently vampires have been found in every culture of the world. Right? They're all over the place. And because
1: they're w- bad. because they're real. real.
0: Um, <laughs> vampires are everywhere. Uh, but primarily, especially in the context of uh vampire the masquerade we're dealing with uh european vampires mm-hmm. although there are like asian vampires as well in that game um
1: not treated well
0: not well we're,
1: from what you've we'll told me we'll get into that
0: later we'll we'll see because i literally just got into the part that's in chinatown and so far we'll talk um so vampires are arguably queer in nature for several reasons one of which one, which is one of my favorite vampires
1: um, are gay Tell us why. Number okay. one.
0: Stop interrupting me. I want to get through this. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. Vampires.
0: Okay. Kai. Vampires uh, challenge chrononormativity, which Whoa. is time normativity, yeah. right? Because Hell yeah. they're immortal. Hell yeah. And challenging chrononormativity is a huge function of like queer temporalities, Fuck yeah. because queering like time as well as linear timelines is a huge function of queer theory. Vampires right? are
1: like queer anti-futurity incarnate. They live we're we're not can't done. Can't actually, we'll get further Except into in *Queer Twilight, Utopia*, um, which isn't canon.
0: What's interesting is that uh, vampires have, like, so they've entered the realm of literature, right? In the Victorian era, um, and they they switch during that time in European like knowledge from evil spirit or reanimated corpse that's spreading the plague to a stylish aristocrat. Uh, which is to
1: a sexy vampire. Which
0: is to a sexy vampire. So from this point forward, they're now they're entangled with the queer, um, be, because partially for sexy- of gothic sexual. literature, um, the vampire functions as an archetype onto which the dominant culture can. can
1: I know you said not to interrupt you, but I, this is arch, really important. Arch,
0: archetype. Archetype. archetype? I did re- I, I said it right?
1: Yeah, I think you did. Oh, okay. Cool. I really that wasn't what I needed to interrupt. Oh, right.
0: You for. I assumed I said it wrong.
1: Um, are you telling me because this was partially due to gothic literature that goths? invented vampires
0: i'm telling you partially that goths invented vampires and then vampire
1: literature turned back around and invented goth goth Uh is a flat circle vampires are real i'm citing
0: primarily this uh dissertation that uh tyler jonathan published from the university of alabama it's called the trail of blood queer history through vampire literature which is goth as fuck yeah so basically um the the Victorians projected their anxiety surrounding sexual and gender norms in Gothic literature, uh, often with the vampire. Um, this this person, John Polidori, wrote the first vampire romance, and he based his vampire on Lord Byron, who he was cool. close friends with.
1: Lord Byron um, was definitely actually a vampire, though. Lord Byron real.
0: probably was a vampire, it, and he also is he the, is the one, basis of the first vampire in yeah. popular literature.
1: Is Keanu? Is that the one who Keanu Reeves looks like? Does is Keanu Reeves supposed to look like? Go look up. Keanu is immortal.
0: We'll make Aaron do it. I, Aaron I'm, I'm, re- right. I'm reading Reaves my thing I'm,
2: I'm gonna post. I'm gonna repost this video I'm watching to we play because it is. It popped up as I was scrolling around. Lord Byron vampire? No, no I don't Keanu think that's Reeves it. Keanu Reeves immortal. Keanu Reeves immortal. So,
0: in in this in this new like aristocratic form. Th- uh, the concept of a vampire opens up this, this new queer space in which uh, gender norms um, and sexual norms of the time become, become more fluid, and new sex and new gender can be expressed, even though it, oftentimes it's encoded language. So Polidori wrote the, the Vampire, spelled with a Y, in 1819, uh-huh. and um, the vampire in this is like seen as the object of desire, Uh, that draws these same-sex sexual feelings out of their victims. Uh And then um, many years later, um, one of the next big vampire novels, uh, Joseph Le Fanu, uh, he wrote uh, Carmilla in 1872. Which are you familiar with, Carmilla?
1: I haven't watched the web series, but that's what it's based off of, and I know this story. She's
0: the first female vampire in all of literature, and she is one of the first... She is one of the early representations of lesbians in literature, which is really tight. yeah, she definitely does fuck. Um,
1: I heard the web series is good and it's actual queer people make it. The web tight.
0: series is very good and actual queer people make it. so basically the because the vampire was reinvented well, yeah. in Victorian literature, uh, writers more like, incorporate sex into the writing since the vampire is undead, and mm-hmm. thus the morals of the society are dead through the form of the vampire. Cool. Um, so, basically, in, in this gothic literature, repressed sexuality and uh, an interest in mortality are very common in Victorian literature. So... The uh, relationship with death is related to the relationship with sex because a lot of times in these novels, scenes that were like of uh, of harm or death were actually code for like sex at the time, um, which you know, but vampires I, are dead and they're fucking yes. Hannah. Explain
1: to me how uh, p- like pain and horror can be incorporated into sex.
0: That's funny. That's a funny joke that you've just told there. Thank um, you. It's a it's a reference to. To BDSM.
1: That's a character that doesn't understand what BDSM is. That's a. <laughs> yeah, is the BDSM
2: coming from
1: the green? Black? <laughs> <laughs> the black? <laughs> oh, I love. That was.
0: Was that a was that a ball a yeah. ball <laughs> gag joke? That's <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. This has been a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. an onion. So, Carry ba- on.
0: so basically, one of the one of the primary modalities in which a lot of these authors made their like books queer is by coding some of their male protagonists uh, in roles and situations that were primarily held by women of the time, like the main character in uh, the Vampire Aubrey um, experienced hysteria and uh, also experienced something that at that time, right? So. At this time, uh, the word homosexual was not invented until 1870. And before the word homosexual was invented, there was no medical designation for same-sex act, which was uh,
1: sodomy.
0: Sodomy, thank you. Uh, I was about to say sodometry, and that's not Yeah, that was a (laughs)
1: weird moment where you couldn't remember the word sodomy. I know.
0: Um, And sodomy was a thing that anyone could fall victim to, and it did not rely on having a specific kind of identity.
1: Can happen to yeah, you. Yeah,
0: anyone could like anyone could be a sodomizer or be sodomized. It was wild. Sodomite. Um, yeah, a sodomite, keep as one your, would say. Keep your
2: eyes peeled out there.
0: Keep oh. your eyes peeled out there, <laughs> so folks. But then in, I believe it was 1896 that Oscar Wilde was put on trial for, or 1895.
1: I don't know the year, um, my
0: that, dude. That Oscar Wilde was put on trial for Late 1800s. his weirdness. Um, Which we'll get more into Oscar Wilde later, actually. Some
1: lord was like, hey, Oscar Wilde, stop fucking my son. And Oscar Wilde was like, no. And the lord was like, okay, we're going to invent a crime to try you for. Yeah,
0: and that pretty much was what made homosexuality a condition of one's character as opposed to just something that someone did sometimes. Because Oscar Wilde
1: Wilde was so powerfully gay. Well, he's bisexual. But he was so powerfully queer. queer that he, like, invented the like popular concept of gayness he was a powerful powerful queer
0: so basically what the vampire does is it breaks down the the gender relations of other characters because this main character Aubrey was feminized by the vampire Lord Ruthven who was based on Lord Byron oh, it's um, Sly, very very sly this guy knew Lord Byron for like 20 years or some shit and he was like oh well I guess Lord Ruthven is good enough whatever um So it basically turns all of these gender markers and norms upside down and makes the vampire or queer individuals the monster that heteroconformists fear the most. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Fear yet desired.
0: Yes. And as the century continues, the vampire would not only change from the catalyst that brings out queer desire in its victim to a queer aggressor that acts out its own queer desire. Um, Specifically in Carmilla. Carmilla. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, so... Are we so I wanna talk a little bit about the concept of uh lesbians? Um, <laughs>
1: just like in general?
0: Yeah, just like in general.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean I sign me up.
0: So lesbians are Hi viewed, what am
1: lesbians I'll tell you.
0: Lesbians are viewed by like heteronormative culture as the destroyer of other women and underminer, uh, underminers of heteronormative I masculine power. I am the power. destroyer
1: of women. Well,
0: because they corrupt so their relationships and friendships, corrupt, quote unquote, with other women. I am women. become
1: lesbian destroyer of worlds. And
0: uh, also, you know, are not are not under men's control, right? No, so,
1: I, I un- unfurled my blanket cocoon to do that. Bit, so
0: right? lesbians are seen as you know destructive force. Yeah. So. Well, um, we are and yes no disagreement here so vampires also female vampires specifically also also are like embody the ideals of femininity but also um pierce or puncture or penetrate their victims uh which is yes which is prime it is a good reason to use the word penetrate actually because they're reversing the classic gender dynamic of the time because if you recall Sodomy, it was better to be the giving partner than the receiving right. partner because you were gay if you got it But you weren't gay if you did it because right. it's being the penetrator is the quote-unquote male role And right has so been, the
1: lesbian like subverts the male yes, role exactly by like, essentially taking the male role by being the penetrator. exactly
0: And uh, if if the <laughs> female vampire penetrates a man that feminizes the man and like it's it's this whole thing Yeah, so Carmilla actually, uh, like engages in sexual type activity with the other, with the main character of this novel. Sexual type activity. I wouldn't really call it they're having sex, (laughs) but
1: it's, it's well, what you got here is some people, some lesbians engaging in a um, sexual type activity. They like, they like
0: hold each other and they have nice little caresses and then they they kiss kiss a bunch. Yeah, they kiss on the mouth.
1: Damn. Um, Uh, so, like, so, they, they
0: cuddle. But not only does she do that, she also is constantly subverting her friend who she's kind of fucking Laura's father. She's going against mm-hmm. his wishes even though she's a young woman staying at his house, like, as a guest. So, she's challenging the patriarchal power structure in multiple ways that are exemplified through her direct, uh, like refuting of the father's desires while also engaging in sexual type activity sexual with type uh, activity. fellow women. So and as a result, about,
1: well, it's interesting too, cause it's also, it's like breaking one of the biggest, like Victorian taboos. That's a big taboo back to like classical Greek times, which is, uh, like essentially being a bad guest to a host. Yes. Like, uh, like disregarding a host's witch with the witches' wishes is like a cardinal sin in a lot of old-timey cultures.
0: I mean, a big part of gothic literature was taboo breaking mm-hmm. in a variety of ways, mm-hmm. um, which I find just so incredibly sexy.
1: It's very so- sexy.
0: The so Carmela receives one of the biggest uh, destructions, deaths, murder scenes that anyone has ever received in history. They, Whoa. They drive a stake through her heart, they decapitate her, they burn her head and body on a pyre, and they collect all of the ashes and spread them over the local river to disperse them. That because seems excessive. Because she had... Well, the vampire definitely won't come back, and there was no way that she can become reanimated. And unlike later novels written by, like, um, uh, gosh, Bram Stoker, um, there is no chance of God saving her or her getting to go to heaven after that. Sure. Because... She she did God, the double crime sense. of being queer and a vampire, and then the triple crime of uh, going against men yeah. and male wishes. So
1: also, God's not real. What I said. Also, God's not real.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> speaking about Stoker,
1: the yin and yang
2: balance of this podcast is very <laughs> it's very powerful. Yeah. Thank
0: you. So, um, to talk more about the the time period. So this was happening in in 1870, right? This book was written in 1872, so slightly after the word homosexuality was invented. But it Wait, was still
1: which
0: one? Uh, Carmilla. Carmilla. But okay. it was still during the time in which uh, friendships between women were allowed to be sexual as long as nobody was open about it. Right. Like friendships outward were...
1: conformity. Yeah,
0: exactly. As long as these friendships between women and men were outwardly conformist, it was totally fine for you to fuck whoever. Can I explain the much.
1: term outward conformity because it yes, comes you from can. Elizabeth the first, mm-hmm, uh, which is basically how she. Kept the peace between like the Anglicans and the Catholics in her um, England was mm. like you just we're gonna say this is the official religion and all you need to do is say that you are that religion but we don't care what you do behind closed doors to cut out the cult the concept outward conformity mm. so it's basically like you can do whatever you want uh, you can fuck whoever you want in private and you can be whatever religion you want in private just don't talk about it don't talk about anything it's Victorian England
0: yeah I mean that's true. Um, don't
1: have an emotion speaking
0: of feelings about victorians uh this is where foucault points to uh the term homosexuality being invented 1870 like i was saying earlier and homosexuality becoming an identity because it relied on anterior and androgyny um which is just interesting to know i think as well as uh contextual so in 1895 was when oscar wilde was put on trial um And then in 1897 was when Dracula was written. Apparently, uh, yes?
1: I just said Dracula.
0: Yes, thank you. Can you continue pronouncing it like that for the rest Mm -hmm. of the podcast, please? I love a Dracula. So uh, this this person named uh, Talia Schaefer documents Wilde's friendship and influence on Stoker. So Bram Stoker and Oscar Wilde were very close friends. I'm
1: sure they were. And
0: there are some discussions <laughs> about fucked. whether or not they fucked or they not. They definitely um, fucked.
1: All right, could you I do not think it would be possible to be close friends with Oscar Wilde and not fuck. So, like he's he was so powerfully sexual.
0: The argument is is that Dracula is Dracula. a sort of uh coded message of like from Stoker about how he was um interested in sexually engaging with other men
1: and it was fucking oscar wilde uh
0: that's that's pretty much what it was because his but it main was, character he was irish so he couldn't talk about yeah shit. well we can't talk about shit as irish people ever yeah. in our whole Hi. lives um are
2: we all irish on this yeah irish irish did you, you not i know you were also i knew monahan monahan
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey. We're white, so yeah, statistically know. we're Irish, but yeah, yeah. Monaghan is a, um, yeah.
0: There's a whole place in Ireland named after, well, named after my family, yeah.
1: Well, other way around.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, no, they were named after me.
1: Chicken
0: the egg. <laughs> um, it's, so, no,
1: there's a clear, it was, potato, the, it was, it was the place, the... the potato <laughs> or the, the county, and it was the county, it was first. <laughs> I know,
0: so. stoker's main character is jonathan harker Mm -hmm. and it relies and it deals with his uh desire to be bitten and then what happens for the rest of the novel so what's also interesting about vampires is the ways in which they can be killed right so not only are they the ones doing the penetrating but they are also being penetrated because they get staked in the chest in order to die um and the stake is seen as like this phallic symbol right but the other way to uh, kill a vampire is to behead them, to cut off their mm-hmm. head, which is also seen as an act of castration, um like can't cutting you, off.
1: I don't know if this is true in Dracula because I can't remember. But usually, you can also burn them.
0: Well, you have to also burn them on top of staking them, right? But you can head.
1: just burn them usually. Well, I
0: don't know if that. I don't know if that's true. If you true can in get
1: them into a fire, you well, that them. seems like
0: a, a interesting trick.
1: Fire, the all consumer, is the you know sort of the great equalizer of of death. <laughs>
0: Yes, Hannah. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so that that concludes our Victorian portion. Thank you. Um, do we have any questions?
1: Um, I don't have anything funny to say. I'm sorry. Oh, okay.
0: So uh, now I'm going to talk about uh, the McCarthy era um, uh, in the 1950s in the U.S. So we know, hopefully, about the Lavender Scare of the 1950s. During the time of the Red Scare, there was also uh, this Lavender Scare, which was. Uh, Firing all homosexuals mm-hmm. from positions in government because yeah, the military and, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if it
1: was associated with the government, they were essentially rooting out homosexuals or attempting to root out homosexuals and fire us from any and all.
0: Positions. They they were saying that we are unqualified to be in positions of power because under torture, a homosexual would instantly give and reveal everything about themselves. Just um, bizarre. It's, and our, our ability to be blackmailed. The, the, this is a real concern. Our ability to be blackmailed. So, like, the hypothesis is that Russia would find out that somebody is gay and then take and pictures then of them, them being gay and then blackmail them being gay, which is like, okay, yeah, these people have a secret that they're gay, but also that guy has a secret that he's, like, cheating on his wife or that right. he's, like, into bestiality or something right. weird. Um. Uh. So this basically... Conflates communism with queerness because it's also seen as like queer people are more likely to be communists or liberal or whatever Which is true And everyone is constantly trying to prove that they're not gay in this time period Mm -hmm. because we see a Reformation of like strict strict gender norms gender roles because there's like you know you know the 1950s the Stereotypical nuclear family the suburban household men all have short hair good posture firm handshake Uh, and can't be like, can't be promiscuous
1: children, white ticket fence,
0: the whole thing. Um, so (laughs) this, this all leads up to, uh, Anne Rice. Mm -hmm. Um, In the 1970s. It was kind
1: of a big piece of shit, but she did some important literary stuff. She did some
0: really important literary stuff because she was one of the the first people that gave, after I'm done talking about the important literary stuff that she did, uh, she gave a sympathetic treatment to the vampire, which was one of the first people to do so. And it's read as sympathy for queer individuals. So...
1: Which is I don't think true of Anne Rice's personal politics probably but carry not. On. But
0: so I think it more might be objectifying queer individuals, but a lot of yeah, people sure. read into it like, Oh man, yeah. this gay shit's tight. So Lestat, who is one of the male vampires in it, has been described as beautiful. What?
1: Brad Pitt. Was he Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt?
0: I don't remember. Or Tom Cruise. Um. So he's described as like femininely beautiful and then that continues when he turns uh lewis into a vampire i think his name is lewis yeah um and lewis also has to drink lestat's blood so he has to perform two same-sex sex sex acts
1: and very Um, kinky sex the way that it
0: is described in this interview is i drank sucking the blood out of the holes experiencing for the first time since infancy the special pleasure of sucking nourishment the body focused with the mind upon one vital source yeah that's that's gay
1: very gay that's very
0: gay and then he has no extra coffin so he has to share one with Lestat
1: oh oops how convenient it's not like Lestat couldn't have gotten a second coffin he was like oh darn all my coffins burned up in a big coffin fire guess I only have this one I guess we have to cuddle anyway
0: let me read this next part that's even gayer (laughs) um Never had I felt this, never had I experienced it, this yielding of a conscious mortal. But before I could push him away for his own sake, I saw the bluish bruise on his tender neck. He was offering it to me. He was pressing the length of his body against me now, and I felt the hard strength of his sex beneath his clothes pressing wow. against my leg. Um, it goes on.
1: Explicitly homosexual. It's, it's I've quite, never read Interview with a Vampire.
0: I haven't either, and I don't plan on it, but it's quite explicitly homosexual, and it changes the way that the vampire can operate. Um... Even though she's a kind of a shitty person, it recontextualizes the vampire as not just something to be feared and hated by dominant society, but also an object that queer people can identify with mm-hmm. and project hopes on for the future. Um,
1: I hope for vampires. Tell me what day. you tell me
0: what you got about Anne Rice, real quick.
1: Oh, she was just. Part of so when like fan fiction was like she's extremely litigious with fan fiction and like anything even mildly to do with her work like there was like when fan fiction Jillian Venter's the Lady of Manners uh, posted this whole thing about it uh, on the internet of like when fan fiction was starting to become a thing like Anne Rice was going after like anyone she could like she was like suing like moms who were writing interview with a vampire fan fiction she's Sucks. just like very. Just like Radiohead style like I'm like only I like it's just very like not good to her fans I guess would be the, mm. the short summary of it like doesn't doesn't appreciate fan work and in fact hates it and thinks she is the only one who is qualified to speak on her work and is just kind of. A real, like an illiterate, from a literary standpoint, kind of a big piece of shit. And but she's was, not
0: like homophobic or transphobic, is she? I
1: don't know. I think she might be a uh, kind of a shitty person. Also, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I can only assume. Um, but uh, yeah, it was part of part of why archive, archive of our own and fanfiction.net like started arising as websites is like Archive of Our Own had to be essentially a hidden website because if anything Interview with a Vampire related popped up anywhere on the internet, Anne Rice would find out about it and shut down the website.
0: That's nuts. Yeah, it That's is. It. So Anyway. In the uh, 2000s, we have this whole new era of vampires, right? And two Hot of the most vampires. famous ones are uh, Let Me In as well as, gosh, what was the title of Octavia Butler's? Uh, Fledgling. Um, Octavia Butler and John Lindf- Lindquist use their vampires to envision overthrowing heteronormative society because they're both explicitly queer. Uh, Butler's character Shori is pansexual and Lindquist's Eli is actually transgender and they talk about it explicitly in both of those novels. Mm -hmm. Um, And they both previous, unlike previous vampires deal with issues of consent. Both of the vampires have to obtain permission to enter the dwelling as well as to drink the, the human's blood. Um, So there's a big focus on consent. Um, let me in is just like a very good book and a very good movie that I would fully recommend anyone reading. Um, Eli like explains to uh, Eli's the vampire. Did I already say that? Yes, Eli's the vampire um, and meets this this young boy named Oscar and they're both like very lonely and seem like they're children and um, they live in apartments next to each other, right And Oscar asks Eli out and Eli says, uh, what is what does that mean? Like, and Oscar explains that, um, like, that it's when a boy and a girl, like, date each other or whatever, and Eli's like, I'm not a girl. And uh, Eli also says, like, I'm not a guy, and explains that they're nothing. And not a child, not old, not a boy, not a girl, nothing. Um, and the reason that they're trans is Eli used to be a boy named Elias, but then when they became a vampire, they, like, became... This non-gendered being, this
1: non-binary being,
0: with with no genitals whatsoever.
1: That's the dream. Uh
0: huh. I want to oh. be
1: a asexual, a, a gender vampire.
0: And Shori is uh, pansexual in it, and uh, the the vampire in Octavia Butler's world, like their their uh, stuff on their fangs, is uh, addictive to humans and is very uh, the,
1: like, venom or yeah. Whatever. The like
0: venom on their van- fangs is addictive to humans but also makes humans healthier and live longer and like really good for humans internally but it also makes the humans bound to the vampire they're not actually vampires they're called Ina Mm. um but but it's a vampire the functional Um, vampire and so that's why they have to ask for consent before biting a human because it's like you're gonna be in this for a long haul yeah yeah basically Um, and that's why the consent is so important. So this character, Shori, has, uh, humans of varying genders, um, which is cool. So, basically, with these new novels, after all of this history where these vampires are being represented as monstrous and queer to, like, hetero and cisnormative society, that has been, like, where people's fears have been projected on, as well as their kind of, um... You know like especially in the case of uh stoker um their their urges that are very deeply repressed and also like scary and like big uh with with butler and what's the what's the guy's last name Linquist. um they reject this mode of like heteronormative control for these vampires and offer up alternatives where they offer like escapes from these systems through the form of like the queer nature of the vampire and both of these uh strongly feature children um eli is like seen as a child and the vampire in octavia butler's story has like the body of like a 10 year old girl um and like that to me reads very similarly to the opposite of the child that's represented mm-hmm. in queer um anti futurity, futurity. it's not queer anti futurity it's called something specific the death drive no but what is what there's there's a bigger umbrella term queer
1: dystopia no we made that up no
0: i made that up um that's fine i'll figure it out queer I'll figure it out. So, so basically it's like the queer utopian answer to to queer anti-futurity. Um, yeah. I I feel pretty good about the fact that vampires are like you know, ours. Ours and they have amazing been this whole it. time.
1: And then twilight happened and then vampires got really popular and terrible for a little while and I personally am very glad that vampires are over. Uh, in a sort of pop culture sense so that I can go back to adoring them in peace.
0: No, I agree. I actually am curious about how... Um, they
1: revert back to being ours, which is the goths and the queers.
0: Well, how uh, stuff like Twilight would fit into this.
1: Well, Twilight is so interesting because it is, on the one hand, it's like, or on I think most hands, it's written by a Mormon. Uh, and yes. It is it is in many ways like the pinnacle of the... Like, Repressive heterosexual ideal in that uh, over and over again, like there's it's sort of the metaphor, but like Bella keeps being like, let's fuck, and Edward's like, no, because you're not, I'll hurt you. And it's like that he, it like turns out that he won't have sex till they're married, um, because he's a weird Christian vampire, and so they like must get the it's it preaches abstinence, and then they have sex once as when Bella's still immortal. (laughs) <laughs> on their wedding night and then she gets pregnant
0: and yeah. uh
1: then has this weird demon vampire baby and then edward has to turn her while she's giving birth to the baby and then the werewolf like bonds with the baby like falls in love with the baby it's really fucked up uh and also what the fuck yeah what the, it's, fu- it's what really the fuck it's really big what the fuck it's, it's really fucked explain
2: up explain that part to me and i'm like okay I just, yeah I was surprised when they didn't cast Woody Allen in that right. role. Right, it's n- it's a
1: literal infant, and in the book, it's Deepest. it's that the way that they try to explain it is. I'm
0: not angry at you. He
1: becomes like. Um, imprinted on the baby like this is gonna be his soulmate one day they're all immortal so it's fine no it's gross no it's very gross (laughs) yeah and then because they had like a demon baby even though it wasn't out of wedlock so it's weird in this paradigm but uh they had this demon baby the like vampire like cabal uh come and like are like Oh no! That you turned a kid into a vampire, which in the world of Twilight, turning a kid into a vampire is like illegal to the vampires. Like they're not allowed to turn children. That makes vampires. sense to me. No, it makes total sense because they, it, their, their argument is basically like, I remember as embarrassing amount about Twilight. I can now tell that I'm talking about it because I read all the books I and didn't. I remember most things I've read. Um, but it's 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 this like big taboo is turning a child. Uh, because if children turn, they like don't have the like mental capacity to, like, uh, handle their powers, essentially. Oh, that's and just fucked like,
0: up that they turned that kid?
1: Just, they didn't turn the kid. Oh. They borned the kid. They oh. didn't
2: do that in uh, Interview with the Vampire,
1: though. Yeah, that Drew Barrymore t- plays the... Uh, Curse and Kurtz, thank you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, plays the child, the weirdly sexualized child vampire
2: also to answer your earlier question it's reverse brad pitt is lewis
1: okay it's tom cruise got it got it got it got it uh i just sort of uh, now who's the
0: one with the hard sex
1: that would be (laughs) that would be see i i think well lestat is the one who turns turns lewis Lewis, yeah so tom cruise turns brad pitt and brad pitt had the hard sex because that's lestat talking in that right Uh, probably no,
2: no lewis is recounting that
1: oh okay i think i just assumed
2: i read a lot about interview with the vampire a couple months ago and uh lestat is the narrator and protagonist or uh deuteragonist
0: but
1: lewis is being interviewed by the interviewer this
2: is a specific book
1: an interview with the vampire lewis is being interviewed usually
2: it's lestat who is the center of books but in this particular one it is it's louis i
0: see
1: see i think i rightfully assumed that uh, brad pitt was the top in that situation and that he played listot
0: that's a fair assumption i would i would portray that similarly brad pitt um, is
1: the, or not brad pitt uh, tom cruise is the most bottom bottom who's ever walked this earth true uh he's also just a, like
2: a foot shorter
1: isn't he well yeah and it's, that has
0: nothing not to why. do with your bottom status right,
2: sure but tom yes but i yeah
1: in That's a lot of ways. Irrelevant. Tom Cruise is a twink.
0: <laughs> okay, the word also, I was looking his for earlier,
2: 57 on Google, it is
1: not. That's not true.
0: <laughs> is anti-relational. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh so yeah, so the vampire police come to try cuz they they're like you turned this child and Bella and Edward try to be like no, we borned this child. We made it with our our my his vampire penis
0: and uh-huh. my his weird
1: vampire sperm, which isn't supposed to exist and it's and my human vagina and womb and uh the vampire police are like we don't believe you time for vampire war and so like breaking dawn is an extremely long book it's like 800 pages long what roughly 200 of those pages at least maybe more are devoted to assembling a ragtag team of vamps to fight the big vampire police in the final battle and they get, so all, all the vampires in the Twilight world have a separate, have like a psychic power that's specific to them as a vampire. So like Alice, the hot one can predict the future and then everybody else can do other stuff. Does, I don't remember. It doesn't matter at all. And, um, uh, so they get to this like final battle and they're all like lined up and Bella's like Jacob, who's the vampire, or who's the werewolf who's in love with her baby. Yeah. Uh, take the baby away because we're all going to die and Jacob's like okay and he runs away and then they line up for the final vamp battle and they got the werewolves on their sides too also and um Bella suddenly as the like vampire the evil vampires they're, oh,
0: I is Bella a vampire?
1: Bella's a vampire now she oh, okay. had to be turned into a vampire because well so this is a real I'm going to recount this scene to you because this is really what happens Bella is trying to give birth to this baby this va- have, this vampire baby Mm-hmm. Uh, her she can't because what they've discovered, it's they have really to like to give the it. they have to give a give her a C section because there's complications. And what they discover very quickly is that her womb has hardened into vampire skin, and so can no longer be like cut by human medical like regular medical instruments. Because the one the vampire dad is like a doctor, so he's trying to do the C section, and then it turns out that her womb is all vamp skinned, and so um. The options they have are to... Oh, the only option they have, because the only thing that can break vampire skin is werewolf teeth. This really happens. So the werewolf, who then falls in love with the baby, has to come with his werewolf teeth and bite... This is described in graphic detail also, which is really off-brand for this book. Has to come bite open Bella's womb and lift the baby out, and then he falls in love with the baby after he does that. And then, because she's had her stomach ripped open by a werewolf, uh, is um, dying. And so to save her, Edward finally gives her what she's always wanted and turns into a vampire.
0: What the fuck?
1: That's a real scene that really happens in Breaking Dawn, and it is described in extremely graphic detail. I remember reading this book when I was like 15 or whatever. I was like, that was really fucking violent. Um, so anyway, they're all lining up for the final battle. Bella's a vampire now. But she hasn't been able to discover, like, what her, like, psychic vampire power is. She's like, oh, I don't have one. As the, the like, vampire Illuminati are running across the field to fight the, like, protagonist vampires, Bella discovers her psychic power suddenly, out of nowhere, which is to cast a protective field... Over the whole good vampire army. So the bad vampires can't attack any of them. And then the bad vampires are like, okay. And then everyone goes home. The book spends several hundred pages building up to this big climactic battle. That I shit you not, does not happen.
2: Hey, I kind of like why I got pissed off at Pacific Rim. That's a hard left turn.
1: I've but never seen every, it. I haven't seen it. Every, I liked Pacific Rim. No. There's a battle that in Pacific he, Rim. There's a battle in Pacific Rim. The robots fight the monsters in Pacific Rim. Imagine I want to see
2: Pacific Rim too. I hear it's worse. Yeah. Or is it even out?
1: It's oh yeah, it's it's been out for a while. What happens if it's worse, imagine it that like there's
2: more fighting, which is all right. I but there to is
1: see. a but imagine, if you will, right. at the end of Pacific Rim, the robots line up to fight the monsters. Which they do in the yeah. movie. They do do robots punch <laughs> monsters. It is. I know what I said. Robots do punch monsters in Pacific <laughs> Rim. It is as advertised. Lots of robots punch lots of monsters. The rush. The weird Russians die. I think the Australians maybe die. I don't know. Everyone dies except the the guy and the hot, Charlie the Day. Hot lady. Right, and they didn't
2: even get to fight. All those other right. people didn't even get the fight. It was
1: stupid. But, okay, so imagine... Okay, so
2: imagine that the only no, thing that happens... I, no, imagine,
1: fight, if you will, if the robots... I still haven't robots, seen either of
0: these movies.
1: That's fine. Imagine that the robots line up to fight the monsters. Mm-hmm. And instead of fighting anything at all, the monsters just decide to go home and it's over.
2: Right, they do the EMP blast and the robots can't fight and the monsters are like,
1: okay. okay and they leave. Why would Imagine happen? in the Matrix if they, like... Are, I've seen that. You have seen that, yeah. Uh, if if how does the Matrix fucking end? I don't all right. The Matrix work. Well, that's a whole other thing. Imagine <laughs> if if Neo like goes to like rescue Morpheus and he like gets him and Morpheus. instead of having this Morpheus Morpheus <laughs> drinking a, a 40, forty in a, dead, a death death basket, basket. <laughs> uh, and imagine all these like agents line up to shoot him and then they all go okay and they shrug and they put their guns away and they just let Neo take Morpheus. That's how it happens. The end of uh, Breaking Dawn. It's Shelly. I literally to this day that is the most unsatisfying ending of anything I've ever experienced. So, like I'm still mad about it.
0: So the vampires and the queers have become so, so palatable. Very, have become so palatable no, I to talk, straight I want to say I want to say something that really, taken them from. Us. I want
1: to say something real, which is yeah.
0: I was not saying something fake.
1: Well, I thought you were at first. Um yeah that basically twilight is like the most heterosexualized you can make a vampire story in a lot of ways and it is the thing that captured the cultural zeitgeist in this really intensive way and like sparked mm. this whole and i read a bunch of young adult vampire novels because there were so oh, many oh i did too yeah I did read you read a lot. that s- series by pc cast that was about the like weird wiccan vampires who all live in a school together yes so it was called like marked was the series i, I bought mean, it because i thought the cover looked interesting i
0: vaguely remember my that. mom was Do mad you remember, she well, it looked was, the, was the was the carnival was the carnival one the carnival of
1: S- that's, Sir- that's a, yeah i didn't read that was one. was that but about they, vampires yeah they made a it was called it was they made a movie about it and it starred
0: i loved that john c
1: Riley as the vampire
0: was now what i want to know is um there was this one that I read about this go- this emo this emo teen vampire. Was that did that happen or did I just make that up?
1: Honestly, that we could describe half of young adult novels at that time.
0: Right. Okay. I read
1: there was um a uh, uh, Vampire Diaries which I didn't read or watch. Um, there was the Marked series. There was a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. I read a, read bunch, a lot a of bunch them of those. Uh, I read that Marked series. I never finished it. I'd really like to one of these days just to see how it ends. It sort of ended on a cliffhanger, I think. I remember that book, bo- those books containing the first sex scene that I ever remember reading and it turning me on. Though. Wow! It wasn't; it was straight sex. Wow. But all of those books were like really, like all the romances were really heterosexual. Like it. it, it oh yeah, of, they definitely they were. They sanitized vampires by making them heterosexual, and then they were allowed to be super culturally salient. Yeah. And goths, meanwhile, were like, man,
0: they've never been this way. So, to tie it back to the game that I've been fucking playing this yeah. whole time. It's it it feels because the fact that it was made by goths like not gothic you know like goths we talked yeah, about yeah Lord episode.
1: Byron didn't make your fucking video game we Are know you who sure? you're talking about guy um,
0: so so because the fact that it's Keep made by goths it still it follows that um like.
1: What vampires sexual, should
0: be? What vampire should be that like sexual? Well, Got uh, to be an R,
1: goddamn Or like
0: what they called us in the '50s, sex perverts. Like these vampires are still wanna, sex perverts. <gasps> I want to still they sex perverts. I do too. They're still queer. They're still. They're still fucking everyone. Their their blood sucking is like sexually fulfilling to mortals. You can have thralls. Like you you are experiencing the vampire not from the Twilight era, like sanitized vampire. But the the deep, the deep, dark, the gothic, the gothic the vampire, real vampire. The real vampire, as one would say. Um and there it's just Vampir. it's 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 as though somebody had lifted those those sex pervert vampires from the the eighteen hundreds, the Victorian ver- era, and put them into the modern era. Um that's a good goth reference. Thank you. Thank you um, to that um, acknowledgement. Party, so. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's like they they got taken and put into the modern context and it deals with modernity very interestingly because these vampires have this the reason I said Camarilla is because that's the group in vampire the masquerade bloodlines instead of Carmilla so that's where that mistake came from I see. um. That has been around for like thousands of years or whatever hundreds of years and then there's this group called the Anarchs who are like new new vampires young upstart young upstart punk vampires who are mostly vampires of color and are here to change shit up. Um, and
1: that's viewed in a, ne- in a negative light. I can only imagine. It's
0: actually viewed in a positive light. Oh, okay. You are able to join them and you want and, and like help them out and like Can
1: you make can you customize your player avatar?
0: No, you uh, can't. Okay, that's the say. one disappointing thing. Otherwise my player avatar would not be dressed the way that she is or right, look or the way white. that she is, or white at all, in fact, yeah. Um but anyway, it, it really ties back to that kind of yeah. goth vampire. So that's why I like, like it so much.
1: I think it's 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 tying back but it's also like um it's less tying back and more like the twilight vampire hysteria was like a weird blip in an otherwise pretty uh steady narrative of what vampires are. Like there's there's different things and like different uh pieces of media utilize different things in different ways. Like silver kills silver hurts them is pretty common and like Stick through the heart kills them is pretty mm-hmm. common, and like can't go in sunlight is pretty common. Uh, They're and, all
0: gay is pretty common. Yeah. Or
1: like, uh, and it, yeah, the most I think more vampire narratives than not. It was like this weird blip in the cultural landscape of like socially acceptable heterosexual vampires that, thank God, went away. Yes, um, and now we're back to where we should be, uh, and it's
0: well, I'm only well, yeah, I guess I guess we've exited that that time period.
1: No, it's over. Twilight is over. Yeah. Thank, thank the gods. Um, what is your favorite vampire from media, Kai?
0: That's a good question, Hannah.
1: Mine is obviously Marceline, who is well, a, and I'm a she's an archetype of a queer vampire. That would have been
0: ways. my answer too, but I feel like I have to have a different answer Let's, now that you've done this. Besides
1: Marceline, what's your favorite vampire in media, or what's your favorite piece of vampire media besides Vampire, vampire the, the Masquerade, masquerade bloodlines. bloodlines? Besides <laughs> that.
0: Gosh, I think um, – what is that one called? Uh, the Funny One? No, Let Me In. Okay. Let Me In is probably my you favorite vampire piece of media. It's very, very good. Um that the uh, – the, the trans girl. vampire, Eli? No.
2: No, never mind. I was thinking flipped
1: the right one in. That's also – based on That's based on Let Me In. That was a that was there's two different movies, one's called Let Me In and one's called Let the Right One In. One's Mexican and one's American. Let me in is the Mexican one.
2: Let me in is uh okay, hang on a second. Let me in is American British one. Oh okay. Let the right right one in is the
0: correct one. Is it Mexican it's not Mexican Swedish. Oh and I thought it was Mexican Where's the
2: I didn't read the trans aspects. At all, I didn't catch that
0: at all. It might—they might
1: have erased it from the movie. They might have erased uh-huh. it from the movie, it's but not in it's the based movie on. I, I, I actually okay. think I actually
0: think it's implied in the movie because the the child in the movie says, "I'm not a girl." Like because they're a vampire, and so being a vampire is like.
2: Eli isn't the vampire,
0: also. No, but in the movie, the no, Eli's the vampire. No. Nah. Oh, Eli's the old person.
2: I believe who's... Eli is the young boy. No no, Eli no, no. Oscar's the, the young person. boy. Yeah, Eli's the older yeah. person.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's it's loosely based. Okay. Uh but that's your favorite piece of vampire media.
0: Eli says I'm not a girl. Okay. In the movie. You just missed it.
2: Okay.
0: Got yes, that. it is.
1: <laughs> not yet. So it's not I would still argue that's not like explicitly addressed. It's not ex-
0: as explicitly addressed as it is it in the book because the book literally also, has Eli a, naked after a shower in yeah. front of Oscar. Well, there
2: is, okay, so, so there is that it could scene. be a translation now thinking, thing, too. Now, now, now I'm remembering. Okay, so when I've seen the movie, I've always taken that as, like, I'm not, like, a human girl, but that can also be interpreted as the other, but also there is the shower scene and there is um, the the kid, Oscar... Um, sees that Eli's genitals have in some way been mutilated. It's not like an, a proper operation. It's like like jagged scars, um, and I do remember what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. That, as far as that, but I never, I, I personally didn't take it. But now, as I see that, that is a a good reading of the.
0: Well, having scar genitalia is sometimes. But trans it's not. People. It's, it's not like. It, well looks done. Like it, it looks like it was done like an as at a home. punishment. Uh, it looks
2: like it was done as an act of sexual violence against this person. Not, I see. Not, I forgot about that yeah. part of the
0: movie because I just remember it from the book where it's just Eli doesn't, doesn't have any genitals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Love that. Um, my favorite piece of vampire media <laughs> since you asked. I did. Thank you. You didn't.
0: No, I know. I was joking.
1: Uh, are you going to tell me what my favorite piece of vampire media I is? I know what it is. It's a three-way tie. Between, for different reasons. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows is my
0: favorite comedy
1: Mm -hmm. piece of vampire media. Um, I have a lot of favorites, obviously. My favorite, (laughs) I guess it's a four-way tie. My favorite aesthetic piece of vampire media is a tie between... uh, Only Lovers Left Alive and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mm-hmm. Both two of the prettiest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is an Irani movie, an Irani vampire movie about a kick-ass skateboarding lady vampire, hijabi vampire. Love it. It is so good, and the soundtrack is like Iranian post punk. It's so Wendy and I watched it, and it was, it's so aesthetically satisfying and it's so so good it's like a, it's aesthetically arousing it's very 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 good go watch a girl walks home alone at night what's the fourth my the my favorite piece of vampire media, media steaming pile of trash categories of course abraham lincoln vampire hunter oh yes obviously um but and as we all know my root part of my root as a homosexual was uh that one scene that one scene in the very 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 bad uh league of extraordinary gentlemen movie where the hot vampire lady uh goes into full vamp mode they find out she's a van- they like, don't know she's a vampire she's Wilhelmina harker who's jonathan harker's wife from the dracula series mm-hmm. but they don't know she's a vampire yet and then they're like fighting in this very pretty library and like something happens and to like save everybody she goes into full vamp mode and like flies around and like kills everybody with her you know she bites them and kills them. And then she, they like all like look at her, all surprised. And then she like stands up from sucking a guy's blood and like wipes all the. It's like this very sexual way that she wipes all this blood off her mouth, like when you eat pussy and you have to wipe your mouth afterwards, is what it looks like. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, sh- that was my route. I felt felt feelings about that vampire lady in that very 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 bad movie. Um, later, she kills Dorian Gray. That's a shame. Uh, he's a real piece of shit in this one. Oh, okay. In this one he's bad.
0: Oh. Well,
1: um Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. I like vampires a lot.
0: I also like vampires.
1: I love a vampires. Lot. I think about vampires every day. I hope they're doing okay. So <laughs> I hope vampires are having a nice day. Aaron. Me.
0: Can you tell me about Flavortown?
1: Uh let's take a hard left turn ah. to Flavortown. Here's Aaron's Flavortown.
2: Need to hook up a third mic. I need to start yeah, bringing yeah. the mix board. Um, so I've been to Flavor Town twice now in two days, completely on accident. Um, now, I I knew that Guy Fieri, 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 Fieri. Fieri. <laughs> I knew that Guy Fieri uh, visited um, a lot of you know drive-ins, diners, and dives. And,
1: and, well, it's drive-ins, diners, and dives. That's exactly That's what he what said. I said. No, That's you e- said dive-in, drive-in. That's not driver. what he I, said. I, I... I s- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Triple D.
2: Drive-ins, diners, and dives, as I meant to say the first time. I probably did. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, here's the thing about this. I knew that Guy Fieri went to these places, enjoyed the food, took on food challenges, sometimes created food challenges yeah, just for no the mistake that no that that. one asked. him. probably walked in and was like, give me eight pounds of roast beef yeah, on this. And they're like, no. please, and no. And he said, please, please, we have a doctor. I'm a, I used to be a heart surgeon. I do this out of passion, but I can't see you kill yourself. Uh, I knew he did that. I did not know that he gave personalized gifts to each. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I did not know he gave personalized signed posters and gifts, uh, mostly consisting of, from what I saw at these two joints, uh, really bad dated posters from the uh, mid-2000s. Of himself? Of himself (laughs) standing in front of a generic drive-in diner or dive, unclear. I hardly know what the difference between those places are. Uh, And given a thumbs up in his glasses and with his hair and everything, and uh, with a big old signature, and that's kind of how you know. And then the other one that I saw today was a little uh, cooking tray, a really nice cooking tray that had been uh, stencil spray-painted with an orange Guy Fieri... Face on it, and it said "Guy ate here" with an arrow pointing down to the booth. What uh, what establishments were these? Okay, so the first one was Mountain Shadow Restaurant. That's up in Colorado Springs. Apparently, their roast beef is buck wild. Uh, Did Did you not get it? What are you doing? I don't. I'm. Hey, I went from. I went on a staycation this weekend. Um, with someone I've just started seeing, and it was very fun, but it also cost, like, $200. So, at the end of that staycation, I said, I'm going to spend $3 on a house salad. I'm not going to buy a $14 roast beef sandwich. That's fair. Because the spiky man told me to do it. Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I did not enjoy this. The other... You may be surprised to know, is Maria Empanadas. What? Not, On yeah. South Are Broadway. You serious? Yeah, absolutely. I love that place. Absolutely. So, uh,
0: I knew we went to Sam's number three. They, I like, did know that. They head. talk about that all the time. Uh, 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 across from the. Um, from the
2: Performing
0: Arts. Conference. Yeah. Was okay, it that so, so he's been one? to
2: another one. Yes, Denver yes. is just uh, just know. pockmarked with uh, Guy Fieri's well, one those blessings. Springs, one of those. Okay, so just Colorado. This Yeah, this there's thing. another one across from. Um, this new rolled ice cream place that is completely average. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard it's
1: average. As, um, has he
2: been to Sputnik? I don't, I don't know. I hear he's a great dude, actually. Yeah, he's actually I, a pretty nice dude. I actually read a bunch of stuff about how he will also cook for the entire uh, ca- uh, crew of his shows. He'll actually make a point of waking up in the morning and making everybody food. That's cool.
0: Yeah. That's nice.
2: Anyway.
1: So that's Aaron's Triple D update.
2: Yeah, it was great. I saw. Let's go back and try that recipe. Yeah, you will report on it. Yeah, you will.
1: Uh, Yeah. So uh, a local diner by the name of Sam's Number Three um, that I used to eat at a lot when I ate animals uh, because they have really, really good. Like they have really good Greek food, really good Mexican food, and really good like American pub food and combinations thereof. They're pretty good. They have like a souvlaki omelet that's so good. Um, And they like have big spray paint on the side, like. Featured on Diners, Divers. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Drive ins, diners, and drives. Guy triple triple you D. Did it wrong again. What did I do? You
2: said drive ins, diners, and drives. God <laughs> damn it.
1: What is wrong with my the brain? I have like very specific aphasia <laughs> r- relating to Guy Fieri diners, today. Diners,
0: drive ins, and dives.
1: Diners, drive ins, dives.
0: And dives.
1: I already, I always knew that Guy Fieri would be the one to kill me. Are you dead? I might be dying. All right. That's I mean, we're all dying, Kai. But um, thank you
0: for listening to our wonderful podcast. Yeah, thanks
1: podcast. For to We like vampires. Uh, vampires are a, b- a big interest of mine.
0: This has been a fun. They're like vampiric my ultimate history. sexual fantasy
1: as a vampire.
0: Oh, I knew that. I don't know why. I yeah, why surprised. is that I just wanted to pretend to be surprised for like know, the fuck listener. I was so standing bad. in for the listener. Like,
1: I don't like. I don't really. This is here's some too much information about me.
0: I don't. Okay. I don't
1: really like enjoy like um like role-playing like standard like bdsm stuff fine like scenarios
0: like teacher and right student. it just
1: feels too silly to me to like get into but i would consider like a vampire role-playing scene that also seems silly to me it's incredibly silly it's all silly Kai. well no
0: i know it's all silly i just purchased a 15 writing crop i'm pretty yeah. familiar with how silly the whole thing yeah is.
1: vibrant uh which is a very good online Sex toy, body positive, gender positive, sex toy retailer is having a black a Cyber Monday. This sale. won't
0: come out in time for them to yeah cash in on that. Yeah, well, next they're, year they're
1: really good all the time, and they have sales frequently. And uh, most of their proceeds, all their profits, go to Planned Parenthood of the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're queer and trans inclusive, and uh, only sell like really high quality toys. Mm-hmm. So, buy things from them. And they come to Pride every year.
0: They do. They're very nice,
1: and a lot of their the. Companies that they sell toys from sort of sound and look like they're from like a weird like cyberpunk dystopia, and it's real. I really l- enjoy that aesthetically.
0: So thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to our podcast.
1: podcast. Uh, you can find us online uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gay Gamers G-I- fuck g a y g a m e r z Gay Gamers z. Uh, you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, what have you, wherever you like stuff. Cast form, Uh, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. You can download us. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We would love that. Uh, Tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way, I think, to get words out about podcasts. Uh, So tell everybody. And
2: kissing. And And kissing. Small capsule with a note. Uh huh. Rolled
1: scroll. Rolled scroll. Information, or yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. our right, social media information. Do that. that. Uh huh. Next time you
2: make the more
1: the more covert you can be, the more on brand it will be for us. I think. Uh, the weirder you are about
0: it, write our Instagram handle instead of your phone number next time somebody yeah. hits on you. Well,
1: both, preferably.
0: Somebody's no. like, "Can I get
1: your number?" And they're cute write your phone number and our yeah. Instagram handle. And then they'll be like, oh, they have a Instagram. That's kind of cool. I'll go look up their Instagram. And, and then, then they'll look us. at it. And it will have absolutely nothing to do with the person that they've just but hit on. But they'll be like, oh,
0: what an interesting And interest. they'll be like,
1: that's weird, but this podcast looks neat. And yeah. then you've got another listener. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, that's enough talking. I'm going to go see Echo and all of his m- many, many bunny men now.
0: We love you. Uh, keep playing gig keep being games
2: and fuck shit up
1: okay goodbye goodbye I got so close to the mic and didn't understand what
0: goodbye